This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the very first episode of the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. Happy New Year! For the new year of 2023, <laughs> staring down a whole yep. brand new year, hardly been used at all. Uh, have you messed up much yet so far this year? Oh, yeah. of course not. No, I've, I've got a perfect track record all year long. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Keep it going. Exactly. Well, we, we're wishing everyone, uh, all of our listeners, a, a very happy new year and and hopefully you've been able to spend some quality time with family and friends over the holidays. And uh, this is, uh, you know, this happens every year. Uh, we, we have a new year to look down at and, and uh, you know, it's, it's full of, of potential and possibilities. There are uh, lots of things that we could focus on. Yeah. Uh, maybe we look at a new year with dread. Maybe it's with, with hope. Uh, filled with promise, uh, the the future that could be, and uh, maybe as we start this new year, Richard, what what uh, what are you drawing our attention to for 2023? Well, Sam, you're right, and I hope that you look at each year uh, as you're there with the whole year spanning before you with the with potential, with possibilities. Uh, mm-hmm. Just imagine what God could do with the whole year of your life uh, if you're focused, if you're intentional. Uh, if you're serious, um, if you're purposeful, just imagine what God could do. And so, so many areas as we talk about each week as, as uh, leaders that we need to be focusing on. But uh, I thought maybe starting off the new year, and, and we mentioned this uh, last week when, when we were talking about goals, um, but some people will even pick one thought, one focus, uh, one scripture, one word, that uh, characterizes their whole year. They'll just feel like, this is something I feel like God really wants to work into my life, to characterize my relationships, uh, just really dominate my focus for this entire year. And so uh, I'm not saying that you should pick this word, but it's not a bad one. And that is the word integrity. Mm. Uh, And I'll tell you, integrity is certainly under attack these days for leaders, certainly politicians often, times uh they'll talk about being people of integrity but you yeah. you'd have to do very little research to find that they have changed their opinions repeatedly they've said things that aren't true they've broken their promises uh they have said things that weren't true about their opponent they've spread lies and you'd say you're uh, you're campaigning on integrity, but everything that is involved with integrity, you're not practicing. And yeah. so, uh, and certainly in the business world, even in the church world, uh, there can often be a lack of integrity. Uh, and so I thought maybe that would be not a bad word to at least put before our listeners here as we enter into this new year. Um, and integrity, there's lots of ways uh, to define it. It, it can mean that it's something that's pure, that it's not, it's not mixed with other things. And so you, you can't say, well, I have integrity because most of the time I tell the truth. <laughs> you know, I have, I have uh, about 70% truth, about 30% lies. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm more truthful than, than deceitful. So I'm, you know, that integrity means that through and through you find the same thing. Uh, yeah. it, uh, and it's, it, you're, you're not, you're not surprised by, okay, to, you know, 
six days out of the week, Sam keeps his temper in check. It just, just hope you're not dealing with him on that seventh day. Uh, <laughs> integrity means that every day is the same, that yeah. under any circumstance, you're going to, you know what to expect. It, it means it's undiluted. It, it means that you, that it, you're not sort of weaker at it some days than others. Uh, you're consistent, you're reliable. Uh, it means that an integrity is often proven when under pressure. Yeah. You know, if your company is doing really well uh, and you're having great sales, then maybe it's easier to be honest and tell people honestly about the product. But if you're not making your quota, your sales are really down. Now that your integrity of telling the honest truth about your product, uh, that even if it costs you a sale, now now that's going to be your your integrity is going to be tested now. Mm-hmm. So, integrity also is proven under pressure. Uh, in the uh, you know when it's when it's put into the the furnace uh, and and the dross is kind of burned away, do we find the same thing every time? Uh, yeah. Are you consistent? And so. Uh, you know, the, uh, David, when, uh, King Saul was trying to kill him, that was a difficult time for David because, uh, he wants to be a person of integrity. He's a young man at the time. Uh, he's done nothing wrong. I mean, you can check out his record and he's, he's not done any blatant sins. He hasn't dealt with Bathsheba back then. Uh, and, but he's being lied about. Uh, King Saul is trying to convince everybody that he's a traitor, he deserves to die, that he's a rebel, uh, he's deceitful. Uh, but integrity is not necessarily based on what others say about you, but what the truth is. You, you can't, there's lots of people who've had integrity that were lied about and maligned. Uh, you know, what, what your enemies say does not determine your integrity. Mm -hmm. Uh, but David said, regardless of what the King is telling everybody else, even though there's wanted posters uh, with my face on it, nailed to trees around the country, uh, what I'm, what I'm responsible for is to live consistently with integrity so that I can stand before God as my judge and know that he'll examine my record in my heart and my actions. And, uh, and I'll pass that test and that's what matters. And so, and there, and David of course had plenty of opportunities to have his integrity tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, one time David, uh, twice David actually could kill Saul. He finds Saul helpless, defenseless. He's being urged, uh, to kill him or for, to allow one of his, right-hand men to kill Saul and solve all your problems. You know, he's been so mean to you. Uh, you can kind of get down in the gutter with him and, and act in, in kind. And David, even though it would have in many ways appeared to have made his life a lot better, uh, he, he chose the high road, uh, to respect the King, to trust in God's timing, to not think that the end justifies the means. Um, and because of that, God is pleased to make him king ultimately. Uh, and so David's integrity is tested all through the early part of his career and he keeps passing the test. And so, you know, what, what does, uh, what, what are some ways that, uh, integrity is demonstrated in a person's life? There's a interesting, um, writing that took place back in the days of Plato, a guy named Glaucon, was suggesting that people are are not as good as they appear. And he actually kind of writes sort of a a fable 
where he he writes about a, a person that um, finds a, a way to become invisible, and and basically he he suggests that people that normally would never steal, would never be unkind, would never be blatantly immoral, that if they suddenly became invisible, would they would they lower their standards? Would they ever? be tempted just to pilfer some money or some possessions now that they were invisible and nobody could see what they were doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And he posits that, yeah, a lot of why we are good is not because we're naturally good, but because we just don't want to get caught. And fear of people's disapproval, fear of public shame is the only thing that keeps us uh, from being good. And so in that case, uh, you would say, well, we don't necessarily have integrity. We just have fear of consequences. <laughs> we're, we're sort of pressured into doing the right thing. But true integrity means even if you were invisible and no one would ever find out what you did, would you still be honest? Would you still be kind? Would you still refrain from immoral and evil actions, even if you, could, you knew you could do them and never be caught? And, of course, that's a great test. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times uh, when a person thinks they can get away with it, all of a sudden what they appear to be very honest people, but it could be very tempting to say, uh, well, you know, in this case, uh, I deserve this or it's not a big deal. But yeah. integrity says, you know, under all circumstances, whether you're under pressure, whether you're being watched or not watched, whether you're invisible, uh, are you, are you going to be, uh, the same in all situations? And, you know, I've shared before, um, of, uh, when I, when I was going through college, I was, uh, working for a bunch of bricklayers who were very, not Christian, very profane, uh, foul mouthed, uh, hard living. And, uh, and I remember they, they knew I was not only was I a Christian, but that I was going to go to seminary and eventually become a minister. And so they took great delight in trying to find my weak, my chinks in my armor. And, uh, and you're, you're, you're doing hard manual labor all day. You're in danger of getting hurt. Uh, you're handling heavy blocks and bricks and climbing scaffolding and pushing wheelbarrows of wet concrete around and, and mortar. And, uh, so lots of opportunities to be tested by fire. And, uh, and I remember one day just uh, trying to swing around a, a chute from a, a, a cement truck, and it was stuck. And I was pulling and heaving and yanking on it, and finally it broke loose. It swung around, and it slashed my uh, my right leg just right above my knee, just cut, and it's bleeding. And, I mean, I, I was, I was you know, I was a foolish college student then, thought I was pretty tough. Um, and I, I remember biting my tongue and just kind of like, cause it hurt, uh, I was bleeding and I, I had kind of concrete and stuff on my hands and hands were all dirty. I just kind of held these dirty, muddy hands over the, the slash until the, it stopped bleeding and then just kind of carried on and just kept working. And I remember as I, I went to, to, to kind of pick up the wheelbarrow now, of uh, full of concrete that had just come in. Uh, I, I remember turning around and there was my boss and he was standing on a scaffolding and he'd been watching the whole thing and he was shaking his head and, uh, back and forth. And I thought, I said, what, what's wrong? And, 
And I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, do you ever curse? And, and he could not believe that I had not cursed after just slashing my, my leg that way. And I was so grateful. I had no idea that he was watching, that he was anywhere nearby. Uh, I, in one sense, uh, I would have thought I was invisible in that sense. I was just by myself, by the truck. Whatever I did or said, nobody would know. And in this case, I wasn't as invisible as I thought I was. Uh, and I can't, I, I, you know, I'm, that makes me sound good because I got it right that time. I didn't always get it right. Uh, <laughs> other things I wish I could do over. Um, but that's what integrity looks like when you, I just knew that when I'm working with all these non-Christians, they're watching me all the time. I can't afford not to have integrity. I can't have a weak moment because I could have not cursed 364 days of the year, but that one day when you got mad and you cursed, then they, they would all say, oh yeah, Christians are just like the rest of us. They, mm-hmm. they try to appear to be better than the rest of us and, and act like they don't curse, but under the right circumstances, they're just like the rest. And so integrity means that you're consistent, uh, under all circumstances, not just when things are good. Uh, and the second one is to have integrity means that you do what you say, that a, a lot of the measuring of integrity is done with what you say and what you do and do your, do your actions align with your words. And of course, there's lots and lots of ways where that can uh, be tested. And, you know, we've talked about this uh, before, but uh, something as as simple as being on time. You said I was, you know, I said I'd meet you for lunch at 12 at that restaurant. Why am I rolling in at 20 after 12? You've been sitting there for 20 minutes waiting for me to arrive. We, We agreed we'd be there at 12, but I just thought I would just, you know, quickly answer a few more emails and then it took a little longer. I, I tried making one more phone call or I, you know, I didn't factor in the fact there'd be traffic. I tried to leave two minutes before lunch and got stuck in traffic. Well, you know, we can, it's easy to make excuses for not having integrity, for not doing what we said, uh, saying, well, I, you know, I meant that, but, um, and, and I always find some people that were maybe they're a little weak on integrity you can tell by how easy they can justify not doing what they said, you mm-hmm. know? Well, I was, I just didn't feel good today. I, I didn't, I had a bad night last night. Um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling under the weather today or th- there was traffic and you know, I, if, if, if it doesn't take very much of an excuse for you to justify not keeping your word, then I would say integrity might be an issue. And, and there are some people also who just always exaggerate. You know, they're just always, and, they, and I know people that really feel like that their words are the same as reality. You know, so if I tell you, hey, I'd really like to get, you know, we really need to get together. Like, uh, Sam, let's, let's do lunch soon. I'd love just to spend time with you. That there are those who think that their words are equal with their actions. It's almost like they have had lunch with you because they said they'd really liked him. Yeah. And have you known people? Like I literally knew some, I've had some people in my life over the years that every time they saw me, they would say, hey, we really need to get together. But they never followed up. They never sent you an email and said, hey, you know, we talk, we've talked a lot yeah. about lunch. How about next Tuesday? Uh, and so, you know, when they're constantly saying the same thing, but they never follow through and actually set up an appointment, um, then at a certain point you realize their, their words don't match their actions. And, 
and so there's no integrity with them. You have to you have to always decide. Well, do I trust their words or do I trust their actions? But there's an inconsistency there. And people with high integrity are people that take their words very seriously. And so you, you know, people with integrity, you can take their word to the bank. And you're not, you're not going to expect excuses. You're not going to think, okay, I wonder what, what excuse they'll have this time for why they didn't do what they said. Uh, their words aren't cheap. Uh, their words have value. Um, and, and they don't, they don't say things unless they really mean, and they're, they're, you know, before even just something as simple as, yeah, we, we need to do lunch. Well, before you say that, first of all, ask yourself, do I really intend to ever have lunch with this person? Yeah. And secondly, yeah. maybe I would, I would like to have lunch, but knowing my schedule for the next month or two, is it even feasible really to, is there even time uh, right now? I'm traveling all the time. I'm out of town. I've. I've got commitments over the lunch hour for the next two months. So why would I even say that? Because I know full well that I, I, even though I'm, I might want to have lunch, I, I can't. It's not possible for the next month or two. So why would I say something that's not even possible to do for a couple of months? Yeah. And, unless you say, hey, I am absolutely swamped for probably the next two months. But listen, um, coming up in, you know, in the next quarter, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to you and we're going to set something up. Uh, but don't, but, but people with integrity say, okay, if I really don't have the resources right now, the time, the ability, maybe I just need to not even say it, uh, because they're going to, I'm going to put an expectation in their minds that I can't fulfill. And even if I want to, sometimes we think, you know, if I really want to get with this person, then it's okay. Even though Physically, uh, with my calendar, my schedule, it's impossible. No, then don't. People with integrity say, "I want. I don't want to have false expectations in people. I don't want to say something that leads them to think one thing when it's impossible for that to actually happen." Uh, and just a third area to mention is just integrity often has to do with moral, ethical lapses or or uh, strength where. Uh, integrity is often seen in our moral life or our ethical life. Um, and again, if we think we can pilfer from the cash box and not be found out, we can take a little bit of uh, money from the till and, and it not be traced back to us. Uh, if we can leave work a little early uh, and leave the impression that we put in our full eight hours or we can come a little bit late. I think I've shared this before, but I, years ago I worked with someone was a really nice guy. He was a Christian guy, but he was just really, really laid back. And he was just chronically late. And he really honestly did not see a problem with that. Uh, I know that we're supposed to start at nine, but uh, if I get there at 20 after nine, you know, that's just 20 minutes. That's not a big deal. And I, and I was for a while commuting with him and it absolutely drove me crazy because for us to get to work by nine, I think we had to leave by about 25 to nine. And so if it was his turn to drive, uh, I'd be waiting at the door with my lunch bag, everything ready at 25 to nine. And then he wouldn't come till 10 to nine. And so I know as soon as he gets there that, um, we're going to get there late. And, and I would talk to him about that. And I'd say, I don't think it's right. Uh, we're going to get paid. I said, you're not going to fill out your time card saying 20 after nine, you're going to put it at nine, but you, you weren't even there at nine. Well, but I was commuting, but I, you know, it's not a big, it's just a few minutes here or there. And we, I finally just stopped. I just said, you know what? I, 
I want to still be your friend, but I, I don't want your lack of integrity to start affecting my integrity. Uh, so even though I've got to drive myself and pay for my gas and so on, I'd rather do that and be there when the time card starts kicking in at nine. I want to, I want to be there and, and I'm not going to leave early and then put in that I was there eight hours. Um, and you know, even just something like uh, a, a, a coffee break. Okay, we get a 15-minute break, uh, you know, in the morning, 15 break in the afternoon. But when the when the boss isn't there, I'd see some folks who'd kind of sit around for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, uh, just shooting the breeze. If the boss was there, then everybody waited. When the, once the boss got up from break time, then we all got up. But uh, but when the boss wasn't there, uh, I would kind of keep an eye on my watch and say, all right, well, I, I've been here 15 minutes. I'd love to sit here longer. We're sitting in the shade. It's nice and relaxing. Uh, but, I, you know, sometimes you just kind of quietly get up and get back to work. And it was just my way of saying, um, you know, I, I, you, you guys work out your own integrity, but, um, but I want to just guard, uh, the way I live and be reliable. And, and I would literally have some people say, but the, the boss won't, you know, he doesn't know, they don't care. They, yeah. or, you know, Hey, we don't, they don't, you don't get paid all that much, you know, for what they're paying you, you, you deserve to have a 30 minute coffee break each uh, you know, morning and afternoon. And I would say, but that's not what I signed on for. I signed on to put in this many hours of work at, for this wage and, that's the deal. I mean, I agreed to it. So that's what I need to, to follow through on. And so there's, you know, our ethics and morals, uh, we're all tempted in different ways. Um, and, uh, and I think people with, with high integrity, um, they will go to, a, they will go to great lengths, uh, to make sure that they are consistent, that they don't uh, have moral lapses. You know, I, uh, I, I remember working in a pretty secular, uh, environment and, uh, and, you know, there'd be some married men or, or people with girlfriends that they might, their moral standard might be, uh, okay, I'm not going to cheat on my, my wife or my girlfriend, but, but I may Google, or, you know, Google at girls walking down the sidewalk and I might, uh, tell off color jokes, uh, about, you know, and, and th- for in their mind, it was well. As long as I don't actually, you know, commit adultery, then then it's it's fine. I, I'll I may look at pornography and I might do other things, but you know, I'm not going to sleep with some other woman. But uh, but people with integrity would say, no. If if I have a commitment to this woman, then I'm not going to stare at other women. I'm not going to look at pornography. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be faithful to her in my mind, my heart as well, not just in my actions. And so I, I see with integrity, there's so many levels where you can, you, you can have a very minimal threshold and say, well, I'm, you know, I, I won't go that far. Uh, well, that's one form of integrity, but it's a very low form. And what I find is that the longer that you reflect upon your behavior, how it honors your God, how it honors your, your spouse, how it honors your employer. Um, you're going to perhaps each year want to try to tighten that level, that standard even higher so that, um, your integrity is even more squeaky clean and be an above reproach. God's power and love have no limits. So why do Christians put limits 
on their relationship with Him. We could be pursuing greater knowledge, experiencing deeper intimacy, and abiding in freer joy. And yet, we routinely settle for mediocrity in our spiritual lives. But if you're ready to explode your self-imposed limits, the Unlimiting God class will show you that you need not settle for less than what God intends for you. God can do extraordinary things through ordinary people, but only when we allow Him to enlarge our spiritual capacity and overcome our self-imposed limits. Registration is now open for Unlimiting God, based on the book Unlimiting God by Richard Blackaby. This six-week study can be found at blackabeyinstitute.com. Learn with others from around the world in this online class. Well, that's great, Richard. And I think uh, as, as we listen to this, uh, I think all of us would, would say we want to be uh, those men and women of integrity. But maybe just in the last few minutes we have here, how what are some steps that, that one can take to develop that uh, integrity? Yeah, you know, I, I, and again, integrity is not something that just happens. It's yeah. something that you choose and you desire and you value. And You're uh, not struck with integrity. Yeah, you don't have the spiritual gift of integrity. <clears throat> you, it's something you choose. And so several things. Um, one is uh, the Bible says just be faithful in a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't have, inte- the Bible says, if you can't have integrity with small things, you're never going to have integrity with big things. So, and that's why I, something as simple as just being on time to me is it's a small thing in one sense, but it just says, if I, if you won't respect people's time, what else won't you respect? Uh, we also not respect their feelings or mm-hmm. their sense of worth or, you know, what, whatever else. And so I would just say, yeah, that oftentimes integrity is seen in small things. It's like, wow, like, uh, you won't even do that. Or you, you take that seriously, or you don't want to, you know, you really work hard, not even to arrive two minutes late for work. Like that's just two minutes. But I'll tell you what, when I see uh, people that have integrity with small things, I'm, I'm like, wow, if you, if you won't even come a minute late to work, then I'm going to, I may just entrust you with a major project because if you're, if you, if you're that meticulous about small things, what would it be like with big things? The second thing is just guard your heart because it is easy to begin justifying lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. Well, this person it doesn't have integrity. Why should I have integrity in working for them? They, they don't treat me right. So why should I treat them with integrity? Uh, yeah. they've lied to me. So what's wrong with me lying to them? Uh, you know, they don't pay me like I deserve. So does it really matter if I, take stuff from work that doesn't belong to me and bring it home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so guard your heart. The, the moment that you begin hearing yourself explaining away your lack of integrity, you should have all kinds of red fl- uh, lights flashing on the dashboard. Um, and so a third thing is just don't tolerate excuses. When you start excusing your lack of integrity, just it, 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 just be careful. That that takes you down a slippery slope. And at first, you just excuse just coming into work a few minutes late. And then, if if that becomes acceptable, you can excuse taking things from work. And then you can come in later and leave earlier. And you you can you you got to just draw the line at some point. Yeah. At some point, you have to say, okay, I'm just not going to cross this threshold. And so you might as well set that threshold at a very early place, a very, uh, strict place. Uh, don't wait until you've sold the farm and then say, okay, at this point, I'm going to not go any farther than this. Um, set the line early in your life, uh, at the beginning, not well down the road. Uh, A fourth thing is just consider the consequences of a lack of integrity. 
uh, you know, with, with the thing with reputation is it takes a long time to build a, a positive reputation. It takes a very short time to ruin that mm-hmm. reputation. You can, you know, you might have been faithful all year long, you know, to, to your wife. And then on the last day of the year, you commit adultery. Well, yeah. well, you know, it doesn't take long to become an adulterer, a cheater, uh, uh, even though 364 days you, you know, you weren't that. Uh, and so stop and consider if I tell this lie here, if I cheat here, um, how will that color everything I do? Uh, even the areas where I'm not dishonest. Uh, and so take time just to consider, uh, the consequences that's always, a great safeguard uh, before you do something. Uh, because typically when you forsake your integrity, you have kind of minimized the consequences or you've, you sort of convinced yourself that there won't be any. Mm-hmm. And that usually leads to disaster. Uh, a fifth thing, just build integrity into your life. Build in those areas where you might be tempted to compromise your integrity, uh, then build some accountability. I think that the whole story with Glaucon was, uh, was correct in the sense of uh, if you think you're invisible, if you think that there's, you're not accountable to anybody, that's when we get most vulnerable. And, yeah. and I think it's, you know, it, you wish that you would always be honest, even if you, uh, could get away with being dishonest. Uh, but the fact is we are fallen sinful creatures that can be tempted, uh, in moments of weakness. And so just best to have some accountability so that, um, you're, you're just, you've taken away even the temptation. You're not even tempted. If you know, you know, if you, if you abuse that company credit card and you know that there's going to be at least two eyes looking over your purchases, then you're going to be a little, you're going to think I could be asked what, the, what's this purchase for? What, why did you buy that with a company card? <laughs> so knowing that I'm just, even if I were tempted to excuse it and say, I, I, I deserve that. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's not very much money. Uh, I, you build accountability in around you, uh, just so that you, you're, you're, you're not, uh, even in danger of compromise. And two last ones, <clears throat> just hold high standards. Um, you know, for me, it was, a it was, a I always wanted to, to give more at work than was expected. I wanted to, if anything, show up a few minutes early and prepare, or I, you know, if I had to stay a few minutes late just to make some, sure something was done right and put away, finished, um, I'd rather go the extra mile than start cutting corners and, uh, and giving less than what was expected. Uh, being truthful in all things, even though you could be tempted to tell a white lie, uh, just set the standard high and then ask God for the grace and the equipping to be able to live with such high standards. And then again, just as I said, uh, maybe a seventh thing is just <clears throat> adamantly refuse to compromise. Uh, just just have high standards and say, uh, under no circumstances am I going to compromise. And I, you know, we talked about this with running. Uh, my problem right now is I, I I compromise with my runs right now, and so <laughs> I go out, and then I start to feel tired, or I I hit a hill, and. In my mind, I think I, I fully intended to run this whole 5K, but you know what? I'm just feeling a little tired right now, and uh, that hill is a little rough today. I, I think I'll just, I won't run for that part. And that's a whole issue with physical training and running, but I, I just know that the first time I decide to start walking, 
uh, it gets easier and easier to walk some more. And then it's like, yeah. maybe I'll just walk the rest of this run. Uh, and, you know, you at first it's just, I'll just walk just for this hill and that's it. But then it's like, well, that hill and this hill and this kind of difficult part here. This flat bit and, here. And so. Because it's I, not downhill. Yeah. It's, walk. So it's kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Comprom- once you have one compromise, it is so easy to have a second compromise. Yeah. And, and what happens often is we start compromising things that maybe aren't a huge deal. But because you've already compromised a number of times, now you're vulnerable to compromising on something that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so the best way to safeguard that and to maintain your integrity is just don't ever compromise. Just say, I'm just not even going to go to go there. There just isn't a good excuse for that. And I know people that, that just do the opposite. Boy, I tell you, it doesn't take anything for them to excuse not keeping their word, not following through, not finishing the task, any excuse. It just gets yeah. tiresome. Uh, and so be just the opposite where you are. I mean, you'd have to be pretty well taken away by ambulance before you're not going to get that done. You're not going to do what you said. And uh, if and even if everyone else is doesn't care and everyone else is not having integrity, uh, be that one person in the workplace, that one person in your family that everybody knows, even if no one else stays there to the finish, if everybody else takes shortcuts and goes home early, you'll be the guy putting in the time, keeping your commitment, doing what's expected, and uh, be that person this year as you walk through life with integrity that everybody knows, even if everyone else is not going to follow through, you will. Mm. i tell you what, I think by living a life of integrity, you bring great glory and honor to God and uh, put a smile on God's face as he watches how you live your life uh, before a watching world. Well, I can think of uh, no better way to begin a new year than to look at integrity and encourage us all to be uh, men and women uh, of integrity. So thank you for this and uh, until next time. I hope everyone has a great 2023. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.